I have two mottos, take the bull by the horns and live and learn because we make mistakes, everybody makes mistakes. And the key is you can walk away, learn from them and hopefully not do that again and just grow from the experience. Welcome to the Charting Her Course podcast brought to you by the Pacific Coast Business Times. This podcast will give an inside look at women who own and run small businesses on California's Central Coast. I'm your host, Veronica Kuzma, and I'm so excited to put a spotlight on these fascinating businesses in San Luis Obispo, Santa Barbara, and Ventura counties. This podcast would not be possible without our sponsor, Bank of America. More from them a little later. Gabby Mose is the founder and president of Seasons Catering, a highly successful Ventura County-based catering company. When Seasons Catering lost most of their revenue during the height of the coronavirus pandemic, Gabby pivoted the company to reflect community-based needs. In April of 2020, Seasons Catering successfully launched Good To Go, chef-made farm-to-table meals available for curbside pickup and delivery. Now Seasons Catering is expanding this effort to further serve the community well into 2021 and beyond. Listen to Gabby talk about what it takes to own a business, finding a career that you love, and how balance can look different for everyone. Please enjoy this talk with Gabby Mose. Well, thank you so much for coming today. I know you're very busy, so I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Well, thank you so much for having me, Veronica. Um, I'm really excited to talk with you today and kind of share my experience as many of us have some wild stories for this 2020 year. Absolutely. Okay, so let's start off with you telling us a little bit about Seasons Catering. Sure. So Seasons Catering um, started in 2000. I'm classically trained. I attended uh, culinary school up in San Francisco and then returned down to the Santa Barbara area and was executive chef for a couple different restaurants before I decided that I wanted to start my own business, which I thought would really bring me out of the night shifts and the long hours and the weekend work days. However, I soon learned that catering is no different and I still put in long hours and weekends and all that fun stuff, but I do it because I love it. So it's great. So we just have celebrated our 20 year anniversary and um, you know, it's, it's great. We are uh, serviced all the way from Los Angeles um, to Santa Barbara counties and we focus on seasonality. I mean, when I started the business in 2000, farm to table was not the popular thing. So it's always been something that's been very um, important to me just to work with whatever produce we can get in season. Not only that, but here in Southern California, we're so blessed with all these farms around us and have local produce right there. Um, and so it's just great to see as the seasons change what we can um, pick up at our local farmer's market and turn into wonderful meals. So when you were younger, what did you want to be when you grew up? Is it on the same path now or is it different? Oh, no, no, no. When I was growing up, I wanted to be a professional ballet dancer. Um, and then after I decided not to continue down that road, I actually, um, went to UCSB and graduated from there in history thinking, oh, well, maybe I'll go to law school. Um, but really what I wanted to do was go to culinary school, which again, in the early nineties was not popular. Um, you know, we didn't have the TV food shows that we have today. So it was kind of, my dad was like, oh, 
okay, you're kind of like sidetracked right now, but uh, full support from my, my parents. And so I moved up to San Francisco after graduating from ECSB and attended the California Culinary Academy. And it was great because then from there I went and did some interns in Hawaii, um, came back to Santa Barbara. And so I feel like um, it was definitely the right path for me. When you first started your business, what did you know the most about and what did you feel the most confident about? So definitely the culinary side. So that's my passion. That's my creative outlet. I love food. Um, I was raised uh, in a family that had dinner together every night. I mean, it was like we work, that was our communal gathering was food, you know, around food. And my mom was a great cook. Uh, my dad cooked. Um, so for me, my confidence and my skill set was definitely on the culinary end. The business end was like, you know, I, I had no idea, which is why I ended up actually in 1998, I attended the, um, enrolled in the Women's Economic Venture Program and took that course, which again solidified my thought that I was going to start my own business. I mean, it just made me so excited about it. And I was, it was amazing. It was the best experience um, in terms of the business aspect of it. We love Weave. We've had a lot of people on here that have gone through Weave before. So it's like such a great program and we're so fortunate to have it here in this community. Oh my goodness. It's, it was, it definitely created the foundation for me to build a business. And on top of that, they have um, continuing education and courses and and um, really stay in touch with all of their student graduates. And it's been, I mean, to this day, I still tap into them as a resource. They were huge for me after uh, COVID hit in March as well. Now that it's been 20 years, do you, on the finance side, do you have any financial advice or tips that you've learned along the way? Oh my goodness, along the way, and I still learn every day. So um, yeah, you just, awareness awareness around your finances, to not be completely um, aware of where you are on a weekly basis could be the difference of staying in business and folding. In the beginning, how did you get the word out? Like, how did you get, how did you do your marketing when you first started? Oh, well, I would definitely say, so when I started the business in 2000, I found my kitchen and my job that secured me um, to launch the business in February. And then in March, I found out I was pregnant with my first child. So it was like the first uh, five years, I was at the polo club for seven years. And for the first five years, it was strictly me being in the right place. I mean, I was surrounded by people who entertained. Uh, socially on a regular basis. So, you know, I did that type of advertisement, you know, word, to, word of mouth, as well as we did some uh, magazine, um, like Santa Barbara magazine, you know, different uh, publications like that. But there was nothing formal in my marketing plan, um, just like there was um, no formal salesperson with the business. I mean, it was really myself and the chefs and it, it just evolved. So I was really fortunate to be able to slowly grow the, the business. How did you know how to lead a team? Mm, how do I know how to lead a team? How did I know? Well, I didn't really know how to lead a team. However, 
Um, I am good at delegating, supporting, getting, collaborating. Um, and I'm kind of one of those lead by example people. So I'll be in there doing dishes. I'm in there mopping and sweeping. So I never have um, given a sense that there is any job that I would not do myself if I'm gonna ask you to do it. So, and you know, I hire people who have strengths that I don't necessarily have. So now we have an amazing sales and marketing um, team and I really lean into them for advice and let them kind of guide the process and I learn from them. So it's, it's definitely collaborative effort on my part in terms of leading the team and just keeping it positive and sharing the goals and, you know, listening to them. And, you know, right now it's, there's a lot of that. We're all being tested in that realm. What would you say your business values the most? Um, what is our business value the most? I would probably say integrity. So just being like really um, proud of what we do, really transparent in what we do. Um, and, you know, I am a firm believer in taking the bull by the horns. That's the, I have two mottos, take the bull by the horns and live and learn because we make mistakes, everybody makes mistakes. And the key is you can walk away, learn from them and hopefully not do that again and just grow from the experience. So those are the things that we value. And our team's been together a really long time. And so we have seen each of us scrape their knees in a sense, you know, have some hiccups along the way. And really it's those experiences like we'll refer back to them and say, oh my gosh, remember when, you know, that kind of thing. And well, we'll never do that again. Or, you know, we've learned that lesson. And so it's constantly, there's constant learning lessons out there for us. And so, you know, I think starting the business for me was I wanted to have independence. I didn't want to have beholden to anyone else's schedule. And I definitely carry that throughout the entire team. Lots of flexibility. Um, I want to hear people's goals. Um, I want people to create balance for themselves, whatever that balance may be, because their balance is not my balance. So I think trying to find that, and right now is really a time to create, you know, really focus in on ourselves as individuals and making sure that we're taking care of ourselves as well as those around us. Otherwise, we're completely ineffective. So there's a lot of self-nurturing going on right now. And I think um, I try to create an environment that supports that. I really like that you said their balance is not my balance. I've never heard anyone say that before. And that is such a, that's, that's so true. Like everybody's so different and what works or what, you know, in their lives, totally. what works for them is not the same for everybody else as far as a work environment goes. Yep. For sure. For sure. And that's, um, that's been, you know, at times that's challenging to accept or it, you know, it's, you have to work with it, you know, you have to, not only is that person finding their balance, but then you're on the other end trying to make sense of it and be okay with it and, you know, support it at the same time. Cause that's really my role is to be here to support everyone so we can collectively do our job because 
Seasons is definitely not just Gabrielle Mose. It is the entire team that we have here. And if there's one thing I with COVID for this year is that is more transparent than ever before. I mean, it has been teamwork 110%. Can you talk about navigating through the pandemic and the changes that you implemented to not only stay in business, but also to be of service to the community? Um, so I distinctly remember driving on the freeway back from Santa Barbara on March 12th. And I think I was listening to NPR telling us that Newsom had just reduced down um, gatherings to 50 people. And I literally got off the first exit and I called Women's Economic Ventures. And I said, I need to talk to a financial consultant, please. Something's going down and I know it's going to affect my business right now. And at that point, I. I had no idea uh, the the extreme to which it would be. However, they were on it like within hours and I met with a consultant and probably within the course of 72 hours, we saw about $100,000 worth of business wipe out. And um, subsequently we saw another $500,000 by the end of April. So we completely lost every single event that we had booked for 2020. Um, and we were actually in the midst of one of our biggest contracts at the time, executing it. And it had started the week before that. And this is an international conference. And they had already decided that they weren't going to do international. They were just keeping it local because we had already set some parameters for travel uh, in terms of restrictions. So like we were in the midst of executing our largest account. We had to immediately stop that. And then on top of that, we're dealing with all of our business falling out for 2020. Um, but I think in terms of our team, we um, gathered and decided we wanted to support the community. And so that came out in the way of our community meals and they were essentially low cost meals, home cooked, that people could, well, chef cooked, meals that people could drive through and pick up because we have access to do that. So we spent the first month just providing our local community the opportunity to purchase meals through a drive through. And then we eventually had this kind of aha moment as we realized we really, weren't going to have events as we knew them and our corporate and our institutional contracts had also dropped off. Um, so we were going to have to find another stream of revenue. And so I had always wanted, I've always loved the name of the good to go. And I always wanted to have some sort of subscription meal delivery service. And so we, in April, in April, we quietly uh, launched that. So we were making meals for hospital workers. Um, and then that segued into the elderly community in uh, Ventura County. And then we ended up teaming up with a local agency, Ventura County Area Age Agency on Aging, BCAA. And we have been providing now, uh, we have 100 clients that we provide breakfast, lunch, and dinner seven days a week to. So we've been able to maintain our con contributions to the community 
and at the same time generate another line of revenue that's really going to pull us through 2022. And now a word from our sponsor. Bank of America asked Central Coast businesses, what would you like the power to do? Listening to your answer is how we learn about what matters most and help you achieve your goals. That's why we've lent over a half billion dollars to Ventura, Santa Barbara, and San Luis Obispo County's small, mid-sized, and commercial businesses. Because we don't just work here, we live here. Who are your mentors? Oh, who are my mentors? Well, okay, so my father-in-law and my mother-in-law, actually, not necessarily my mentors. Well, my father-in-law is... They do. They have always have words of wisdom for me. I got really lucky. I have like the best in-laws in the world. Um, so, you know, I don't necessarily reach out directly for advice to them, but my mother-in-law always has something to say that's kind of like, aha, yeah, you're right. Her insight's really amazing. And then my father-in-law is an attorney, so of course I get his advice. Um, and he's just like this calm, steady being that is amazing. And so I always feel comfortable um, just kind of bouncing my ideas off of him. But I have, um, I have consultants that I work with across the U.S. in different um, specialties like finance and operations and culinary um, but in terms of mentors, you know, there's one and, and he doesn't even know it, but there's one in Santa Barbara who I used to work for and he owns a catering business and he's probably one of the hardest working individuals I've ever met. And he runs this wildly successful business and he's super organized and he has just achieved things that I've always wanted to achieve. Um, and so I always look at him and just think he's pretty, he's pretty amazing. Like I want to be where he is when I'm that age or something, you know, he's only a couple years older than me, so I better get on it. But there's, I have lots of mentors in my life. How has your business journey changed you personally? I'd like to say I'm a more patient person, but my husband's probably not going to agree with that one, but maybe I'm a more patient person in outside of my personal life um so maybe there's that balance there i think that i've definitely learned so many things so you know i'm i i'm good with numbers but i never learned how no like formally outside of women's economic venture i didn't study a lot of those skills after i graduated so i had to really focus on how to read a balance sheet what's a pnl you know food cost and all that kind of stuff like that just didn't just appear easily one day and i could open my computer and i had it all you know whatever the word is i had it all nailed down and i knew exactly how to do it like it is still a learning process and even when COVID started and i shared my um, spreadsheets which were intensely detailed the financial advisor was like i know where you're going with this and your numbers are correct and i'm like yeah that's how my brain works it's kind of like all over the place but it makes sense to me and she's like as long as that makes sense to you and i was like it sure does isn't it great she's like uh okay so i learn a lot every day yeah 
and a lot about people. So I would never have thought that that would be my my daily lesson is the art of humanity. Viana came in with a question. She said, what advice can you give for someone who wants a career where they love what they do? Well, I think the first thing is figure out how you're going to make a living on it. So if you love, um, if you love making jam, you better figure out how you're going to make, how many units of that jam you need to make to pay your rent. But just figure out, there's, I mean, I feel like everything's sellable. So, you know, you take women's economic venture, I'll tell you that right now, because that gives you the foundation um, to really look at all the different facets because it's one thing to have a passion and want to want to make a living off it and do it as a career but it's a whole nother thing i mean being a business owner is a whole job unto itself so it's now you're not only doing your craft but you're being a business person at the same time so those are two different things and and uh if sometimes not everyone's up for that challenge my last question is my favorite question. So this, this is the one we, we always end with. If you could go back knowing what you know now, what advice would you give to your younger self? Probably spend more time with my kids. So unfortunately, I, I feel like I've always been there. And, but my kids definitely have evolved with my schedule more than I've necessarily evolved with their schedule. So like, they were used to going to bed at 10 o'clock at night because they stayed up and waited for me to come home. So balance is key and it's really good to practice what you preach. And I think it's taken me a few years to get to that point where I was actually able to find um, a really good balance for myself that now I have because I've got three kids and an awesome husband who quite honestly, I wouldn't be doing my business if it wasn't for him because he's so hands-on with parenting. So what's next for Seasons Catering? Well, as I mentioned earlier, we uh, launched the Good To Go, which is our chef-crafted meals, um, heat and serve. So they're actually meals that our chefs are creating here in the kitchen. And you can take them home and you heat them at your convenience. So. Um, it's great we have a fresh to frozen and those are our frozen items as well like we have spanakopita and a, a pasta bake and we have chicken pot pies which is really um one of our biggest hits and we make that with this homemade cream cheese crust it's out of this world um and it's you know it's amazing so we're working with businesses as they start to introduce um employees back into the workplace we're trying to set up uh, a meal program for them where it's an individual serving size containers um we're working with a distribution company on bento boxes that are actually reusable so that this disposable um kind of conflict that all of us are finding ourselves dealing with right now because it's all single service, um, we want something that's reusable, something we can put in the dishwasher, something that's gonna be environmentally friendly, um, which is also super important to the company. So, you know, we're working with our nonprofits for virtual events, we're working with businesses, and for the holidays we've been doing um, 
you know, employee gatherings and just like Zoom meetings and people are getting together and they get to chat about the food. And it's, it's like, it works as like an icebreaker, really. People, it's like this common ground, like, oh, what are you eating? Oh my gosh, this drink is so good. So it's just a wonderful addition to any event that unfortunately we're doing virtually right now. So um, but yeah, the good to go is amazing. We are setting up our subscription that's going to launch in January and we do deliveries in Ventura County and part of Santa Barbara County, as well as you can just do our drive through, which is really fun. So, and how can people find out about good to go? Where, where do they go? Good to go. The good to go.com. And that's the good numerical to go.com. Or you can look at our website, which is seasons catering ca.com both of those will direct you right over to our good to go pcbt readers get a discount code so if you're okay. listening and you're a reader please go to the good to go site there's a code for that thank you gabby so much seriously thank you for taking the time i really enjoyed talking to you today yeah you as well linda thank you yeah thank you so much This was Charting Her Course, a Pacific Coast Business Times podcast. The Pacific Coast Business Times is the weekly business journal for the Central Coast with digital and print editions, as well as can't miss events. For more on the Business Times and to subscribe, please visit our website at packbiztimes.com. A huge thank you again to our sponsor, Bank of America. We're so appreciative of their support. Bank of America is committed to responsible growth for the clients and communities it serves by listening as they answer the question, what would you like the power to do? If you enjoyed this podcast, and I sure hope you did, please share with your colleagues, family, friends, and anyone else who might listen. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you stream podcasts. Please also subscribe, rate, and review. For more info on this podcast, please visit packbiztimes.com under Charting Her Course. We are also on Instagram at Charting Her Course. Give us a follow. We'd love to hear suggestions on future guests as well. This podcast is developed and produced by Linda LeBrock and me, Veronica Kuzmuck. Associate producer, editor, and provider of emotional support, all done by Viana Mabonik. Our gorgeous artwork was done by Corey Iniguez of Dandelion Designs. Check out her website at dandeliondesigns.com. Our very cool theme music was created by Nicholas LeBrock. Thank you, Nicholas. And a special thanks to Impact Hub in downtown Santa Barbara, where this podcast is recorded. Lastly, we're all out charting our own courses in business and in life. So while we're out there, let's wave and say hi to each other. We're in this together. 